Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look, up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! strange visitor from the planet Krypton who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, then steal in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen... And now to our story. As you remember, Max Heller, the foreign agent, took a spy known as the Leopard Woman to his abandoned factory headquarters, there to destroy his folding wing plane hidden in an underground hangar. However, when he heard the voices of Kent and White in the corridor above, Heller opened the hangar doors and turned the valve to build up enough air pressure to catapult the plane into the sky. But just as he was about to climb into the ship, the woman dropped him with a bullet. The next moment, the plane shot out of the hangar like a rocket, with the leopard woman at the controls. Locating the trapdoor leading to the hangar, Kent and Perry White found Heller dying. In an effort to save his life so that he could be grilled, Kent, after sending White out to start the car, lifted Heller in his arms and started for Metropolis City Hospital as Superman. As our story continues today, it is long after midnight. Kent and Perry White are alone in the latter's office at the Daily Planet. Now, for the last time, Kent, what happened back at that factory? Where did you vanish to? I told you it can't be explained. Not now, at least. What do you mean it can't be explained? Oh, you wouldn't understand. Oh, I wouldn't understand. So that's it. What am I, a moron? Who do you think's been running this paper for 20 years? Santa Claus? All of a sudden, I wouldn't understand. Now, look here. Doesn't pay to lose your temper, Mr. White. Remember your high blood pressure. Don't you worry about my high blood pressure. If it hasn't come out the top of my head by now, it never will. Now, once and for all, are you going to tell me where you and Helen disappeared to, or do I have to take drastic measures? Why won't you believe me, Mr. White? If I could tell you, I would. Well, why can't you tell me? You've got a tongue, and I've got a pair of ears. You talk with your tongue, and I'll hear with my ears. It isn't as easy as all that. Oh, no, isn't it? I suppose you think it was easy for me to run out of that underground hangar, get the car started, sit there for five minutes waiting for you to show up, and then search all over the place for you. I suppose you think that was easy. I'm sorry it had to happen that way. Your being sorry doesn't explain what did happen. Um... How did you get Helen to the hospital? There wasn't another car within ten miles of that factory. What did you do? Sprout wings? Yeah. Well, of course not. Then what did you do? Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There must have been another car. Uh, an- another car? Yes. A car Keller used to get to the factory. That's it. Now, now, why did you leave me in the lurch and take that car? Oh, well, now, now that you've managed to discover what happened, I'll tell you. It was a faster, more powerful machine. I figured I could get into Metropolis sooner, and every minute counted. So you left me high and dry without saying a word about it. But there wasn't time. Wasn't time. You had all the time in the world, and you knew it. What good did it do you to get to that dirty spite in the hospital? He's been in a coma ever since, and he'll never come out of it. Well, there's one chance in a million, and that's the chance I'm counting on. Heller knows plenty. If he does regain consciousness, he'll be glad to talk, if only to involve whoever shot it. Well, I can promise you he won't live, and he doesn't deserve to. I don't know what I'm sitting around here for. Well, the hospital said they'd call every half hour. It's important that I be on tap in case he does come out of the coma. You can go home if you wish. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I appreciate your interest. Oh, come now, Mr. White. Don't lay it on too thick. Answer it. Say please. All right, please. No, no, answer it. <laughs> Hello. Oh, yes, Major. What? Oh, where was it found? Yes, of course. 
I see. No, no, he's still in a coma. I expect to call from the hospital any moment now. Yes, I will. All right, fine. That was Major Campbell. The police found the burned wreckage of Heller's folding wing plane on the flatlands outside the city. Oh, uh, anyone in it? No, a motorist reported seeing the plane come down to a pancake landing, but before he could get to it, it burst into flames. He thought he saw someone running away, but he wasn't sure. Well, where does that get us? No place yet. All we know is that whoever shot Heller escaped in his catapulted plane. I told you I heard a hissing sound right after the gun was fired. That was the compressed air. So what? Well, it's after midnight, and we're sitting here like a couple of stupid fools waiting for a man to die. No, no, no. Waiting for him to live. Oh, that's the hospital. Hello? Yes, I wondered what happened. No change, eh? No, when was that? Mm-hmm. What does Dr. Kingsley say? Mm-hmm. No, no, I'll be here all night if necessary. Oh, yes, please do that, will you? Thank you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll be here all night, but I won't. Still in the coma, huh? Yes, they gave him his third transfusion 15 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. If I had anything to do with it, I wouldn't waste a drop of good American blood on that rat. I don't seem to understand, Mr. White, that Max Heller holds the key to the entire espionage situation. You heard what he mumbled before he lost consciousness down in that underground hangar. Something about a leopard woman. Ah, he was out of his mind. Oh, no, not quite. The Secret Service has heard of an oriental spy ring called the Society of the Leopard. But they've never been able to run it down. If Heller pulls through and we can get him to talk, we might be able to clean up that ring. I'm getting a little fed up with this spy business. How far can any of them get in a country like this? Uh, that's what they said in France and Norway. How far can a few spies get? Well, you know what happened. They got far enough. Boring from within, spreading fear and discontent. You've seen apples that look perfect on the outside but were rotten at the core, haven't you? Now, now, you don't have to preach to me. I'm not preaching. I'm just telling you a few things all Americans should know and realize and guard against. This is a big country. A handful of foreign spies or espionage agents could easily lose themselves among a hundred million people and cause more damage than than a thousand enemy bombers. Mm, I suppose you're right. And that's the trouble. You always are right. Well, it's not a matter of right or wrong. We have nothing to fear from our outside enemies. The American Army and Navy can take care of that and will. It's the inside enemy that's dangerous. Men like Heller who are paid to create panic. And you don't have to worry about Heller from now on. If, by any miracle, he does live, he's behind the bars for keeps. No, but there are probably other Hellers to take his place. We've got to be on guard. Now what? Hello? It's the hospital again. Uh, What was that? Oh, Really? Oh, I see. Well, thanks very much. Yes, good night. He's dead. No, he rallied after the last transfusion. Came out of the coma. Dr. Kingsley thinks he'll pull through. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's get down to the hospital. Oh, he's sleeping now. They drugged him. We can't see him until morning. You mean we can go home? Yeah, we might as well. Well, come on. The very sight of this office gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> turn out the light, will you? Why, I ever got Confident that Max Heller's recovery will ultimately lead to a solution of the espionage mystery... Clark Kent and Perry White leave the Daily Planet building and arrange to meet at the city hospital early the next morning. But across the city, in the shabby brownstone house that is the meeting place of the secret Society of the Leopard, the strange, dark-haired woman whose cunning mind directs the wide-flung oriental spy ring is seated alone in the dimly lit conference room. The heavy, pungent odor of incense rises in gray wisps from a brass burner set on a carved pedestal. Nervously, the leopard woman fingers the newspaper spread out on the table in front of her. For the tenth time, her eyes scan a headline and read words that are by now familiar. Suddenly, her hand, with its pointed blood-red nails, reaches out, lifts a small felt-tipped hammer from the table, and strikes it against the chime. 
Behind her, a door opens soundlessly. A bland, yellow-skinned Oriental slips into the room. For a moment, he stands at the table, his eyes narrow slits in the oily smoothness of his face. And then, the leopard woman speaks. There is only one way, Cato. And that way is... We must see to it that his tongue does not pronounce for us a sentence of death. The mistake of putting only one bullet into his cowardly body must be corrected. Is it not said that he is close to death? Yes. Here in the paper. These American fools are like newborn children in their innocence. All things must be printed. Here it says in plain words, Heller was brought to the city hospital in a coma and no hope is held out for his recovery. That means, Cato, that he will probably die. Then we do not have to fear his tongue. So long as he draws breath, Cato, I will not rest easy. I have made up my mind. We must hasten his dying. May I ask how you propose to accomplish this? I have given it much thought. It is a task I shall have to perform myself. There will be danger. Yes. Can no one else perform this task? No one else. I will require a small, sharp knife. And, of course, my revolver. The plan I have in mind is a simple one, Cato. I will go directly to the hospital where our courageous friend is hovering between life and death. There, I will present him with our final compliment. You are very courageous. The leopard is brave, Cato. The leopard is cunning. He fears no man and all men fear him. So it is written in a sacred scroll. So it shall be. An hour later, in the entrance foyer of the city hospital, the night nurse on duty looks up as a heavily veiled woman approaches the desk. I should like to see a patient, Max Heller. Max Heller? Oh, yes, uh, emergency ward, second floor. Oh, I'm sorry, but he's on the danger list. Patients on the danger list are not permitted visitors. You may call on the phone to inquire as to his condition. That will not be necessary. I will see him now. Oh, but you can't, madam. I think I have here in my purse some authority. Yes. Oh, quiet, you fool, or you will be a patient in your own hospital. Do not let the size of this revolver deceive you. It is very powerful. What do you want? Take me to the emergency ward on the second floor. I will walk close behind you. And remember, if you make one false move, one mistake, you will join Max Heller on the danger list. In the empty stillness, the leopard woman follows the terrified nurse down a dim-lit corridor like some shrouded wraith. The short, polished steel barrel of a revolver half-hidden under a dark cape. Will she succeed in her daring attempt to silence Max Heller forever? Don't miss the next episode. There's a thrill a minute. Tune in and listen with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with... Superman!
the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.